For the week of October 3rd, 2017, this is the Washington State Indivisible Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stephen Cox. Hello. On this week's show, it is a preview of the event entitled See No Hate, a concert to benefit Indivisible, which is happening on Sunday, October 8th at Optimism Brewery in Seattle. We will be talking to the event's creator, Maggie Cuevas, and then we will chat with the MC for the evening, Rich Smith. Hey, you know him. And then one of the headlining musicians will join us, Seattle's own Tiffany Wilson. Maggie Cuevas is a member of Seattle Indivisible, and she is the organizer and creator of the See No Hate Indivisible event. So I started by asking her what the inspiration was for creating the event. Well, you know, for me, the the idea really came from wanting to bring the community together to stand against all the hateful rhetoric and the continued denigration that we've been seeing against Muslims and African-Americans and Latinos and, well, sadly, essentially all people of color um, and our immigrant community. You know, I want us to stand together because, you know, I believe we can do better as a city and we could do better as a country. I was really inspired by all the resistance efforts around Seattle and especially the Women's March and how people have really turned out for that. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if you give people an opportunity to come together, they do. It's like we, we have a wonderful community that we live in. I thought it would be a nice a nice way to do it. Well, you've got a great event lined up. And I should mention that all of the proceeds for the event are going to go to benefit Indivisible. How did you first hear about Indivisible? Well, I, I think like everybody else, you know, after the election, um, we were all looking for some kind of um, direction, really. And for me, they seem to be the first organization to not just provide general direction for what you can do to affect change. But, you know, I think it's exactly what we needed at the time, which was really prescriptive direction, which is, you know, first of all, this is how you engage with your elected officials. And here are some ideas for, you know, um, creating efforts that are going to attract media attention. And I think, you know, we all took them into our communities and we've all sort of gotten pretty creative with them. And slowly you start to see that it has really affected change around the country. You know, people have really stepped up and to their credit, I think um, maybe they haven't even uh, or they didn't really anticipate just how big this would be. Yeah. And, you, and you've been in touch with Indivisible in creating this event, right? Yeah, I've actually been really fortunate in that I've had the opportunity to work with both Ezra Levin and uh, Leo Greenberg. Two founders. Yeah, yep. and co-executive directors of the organization. And um, in fact, that was one of the inspiration points is, you know, when, when I talked to them, um, I asked them, you know, what is it that keeps you up at night? Um, and, and they both mentioned separately that, you know, they really need to focus on fundraising. And so that was also one of the um, ideas for, or one of the inspirations for this event. Yeah, and this is a a type of event, the way in which you've structured it, that can potentially 
go to other cities. So, hey, gang, if anybody knows anybody in other cities or if anybody happens to be listening from, say, New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, wherever, um, this is definitely something that uh, that you can that you can do as well. Um, so for this event, there are going to be indivisible groups from all over Western Washington. Uh, who are some of the groups? So we've got folks from the East Side. We've got Indivisible Washington, Seattle Indivisible, Indivisible Wa Plus, and it's been really nice. Everyone's come together, and I think that's one of the important things um, for this event is just to let people meet each other. I mean, for so long... Uh, we've been on Facebook and we've been working on actions sort of in this virtual world and we rarely get an opportunity to meet. And I think it's really important for us to get to know each other because we have a lot of work ahead. And I think the more aligned we are, um, the more effective we're going to be. Absolutely. And in addition to indivisible groups, there are going to be a number of other social justice organizations, Planned Parenthood, Northwest Immigrant Rights Project, Muslim Association of Puget Sound, Deescalate Washington, who is a guest on the show, and also the ACLU. Uh, so this is an opportunity to interface, you know, with all of these groups together, right? This is an opportunity not just for the public to come and, and meet with uh, representatives from these groups, but also for these groups to kind of get to know each other as well and know what everybody else is doing. Yeah, I think we're really lucky here in that we belong to a great progressive ecosystem. And so, you know, whenever possible, I think it's great to meet with these uh, nonprofit organizations and have that interaction uh, and get to know them, get to know each other. You know, we've got a lot of work ahead. And of course, this is an event for the general public as well. And so, you know, for people who maybe have been interested in getting involved uh, with activism, this is an opportunity to get to meet some of the people in these groups, right? You know, I think that um, for a lot of people, you know, who haven't been active, who are still looking for ways to participate, um, this is a great opportunity to meet some nice nonprofit organizations that can give you, you know, the direction that you might be looking for. And maybe it starts small. You know, maybe you're helping in their office or maybe you're um, helping to organize another event, you know. Maybe you're a person that hasn't had an opportunity to take part in something like a protest or um, maybe door knocking on a certain campaign. You're just not that kind of person. And that's okay. I mean, I think everybody has their part to play. And I think talking to these groups, you'll find, you know, opportunities that are more suited to you. It's funny that you say that because you're in PR. I have a broadcasting background and, you know, everybody kind of brings their own particular skill set to the table. So, you know, anybody who's maybe on the fence about getting involved in activism is like, hey, you got talents, you know, come on out and whatever it is that you do, I'm sure somebody somebody will be there who can put you to uh, put you to good use. So I, I want to talk about the lineup. Uh, Rich Smith is going to be emceeing the event. He's going to be on the show in just a bit. And then musician Tiffany Wilson, she's coming up in just a bit. Tell us how both of them got involved. Yeah, well, we're really fortunate to have, you know, one of the leading progressive newspapers in the country right here in Seattle. And uh, The Stranger has long been a supporter of Indivisible. I think Dan Savage was one of the first to, um, you know, to come out publicly and really praise the work that Indivisible is doing. 
And so we just happened to be in an interview with Leah Greenberg and the folks over at the um, Blabbermouth podcast. And we just started talking about all the different challenges. And um, I think it was Rich Smith that su- suggested, you know, why not think about a fundraiser for Indivisible? He called it a, a party, which I'm... <laughs> I was definitely open to. And so that's really what this event has turned into. It's turned into a great community party. So we've got a great lineup of musicians. Like you said, you know, you mentioned Tiffany Wilson. She's just oh, an amazing soul and R&B artist. And I think a lot of people have yet to be exposed to her music. So we're really excited to have her there. We're going to give a little bit of a taste of that uh, today on the show. So stay tuned, gang. Yeah, absolutely. And she's also embarking on a tour right after this. So I hope we can all support her and, and get her Indiegogo campaign going because she's been a phenomenal supporter of this event. So we're really grateful for that. And thank goes for Encanto. You know, they're a Brazilian band and just really high energy and I think they're going to set a really nice tone for the event. But again, you know, these people are volunteering their time to be there and uh, we are incredibly grateful to them and to everybody else taking part in this event. Yeah, you've got a number of other featured guests and speakers. Who else is going to be there? Yeah, well, we just found out um, that Governor Inslee's office is supporting our event, and we are thrilled beyond measure. We've got Rochelle Davis, who is a senior policy advisor to Governor Inslee, who is going to be speaking. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. Um, Colleen Echo Hawk, who's the executive director of the Chief Seattle Club, will also be in attendance. And she's got a special surprise in store, right? Yeah, this is one of those, you know, small miracles that has taken place. There have been so many to, to bring this event to fruition. Um, one of them was, you know, we had invited Sherman Alexi to present his newest poem. It's called Him, H-Y-M-N. Um, and it's a response to the current political climate. It's just, it's such a powerful poem. I encourage everyone, if you haven't had a chance to read it, to please seek it out. Um, and he couldn't be there, but we let him know that we'd like to have some community leaders read the poem, and he was gracious enough to give us his blessing. So Colleen Echohawk will be reading the poem along with some other community activists, and we're really honored um, to be able to present that. Yeah, it's tremendous. Um, I should mention that the event is at Optimism Brewery in Seattle. They're actually brewing up a special indivisible beer. Um, what can you tell us about it? I know Rich Smith in his article said it's an amber. He's, he, he was saying that there's an amber waves of grain connection. Uh, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, what has Optimism said about the beer that they're brewing for the indivisible event? Yeah, well, just to take a quick step back, Optimism Brewing in Capitol Hill has been phenomenal in their support. So when I went to pitch them in the idea, I had a whole presentation on my laptop and, you know, I was really nervous about meeting with them. And I I met with their event director and we sat down and immediately, you know, he was just so receptive to the idea of this event and offered us the venue. It's a 16,000 square foot venue. I think it used to be an old car dealership. 
Um, but it's just a beautiful historic building, and this is the site where they also do their brewing. Um, and we have the space that they have generally generously offered. And in addition, they said, we would also like to brew a beer for you. We will call it Indivisible. Nice. And, um, yeah, and they, they say it's Indivisible Beer and Amber Ale with Liberty and Justice for All. I so. love it. Excellent. <laughs> All right. And uh, well, and, and so I should also mention with, with optimism, uh, if you like beer, as I do, there are a ton of beers to check out there. Uh, it's it's a very impressive selection. And like, as you say, it's a very impressive venue. But in addition to the beer, Cupcake Royale is going to be there. So that's pretty awesome, right? Yeah, you can't beat the combination of beer and cupcakes. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, one thing I should note about Cupcake Royale is, again, just incredibly generous community supporters. Um, when I reached out to them, you know, I sent a whole letter and um, lots of details about the event, and I got one sentence back from them, and that was, what else can we do? And so, you know, Jody Hall and her team have just been phenomenal in their support. And so, um, in addition to providing some cupcakes for the event, um, two days before the event on October 6th and October 7th in Capitol Hill, Ballard, and West Seattle, they're going to be selling Ceno Hate cupcakes with the Ceno Hate logo and letting people know to attend the event. So, excellent. I mean, you really can expect more than that. It's just been incredible, incredible support. So, a huge thank you to them. Yeah, you brought a lot of people together uh, on this. It's going to be a great event. Uh, it's an opportunity for people to give to a, a very good cause, to hear some great music, drink some great beer, get a get a, a sugar buzz going, all of that stuff. So, uh, Maggie Cuevas, I, I just want to thank you for organizing this great event. And, of course, thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for your work and to all of our indivisible friends out there. Keep up the great work, and we hope to see you on October 8th. And my next guest is a voice that you know very well on the show. Rich Smith, who writes for politics and theater for The Stranger, is, as I mentioned, going to be emceeing the event. So I started out by asking Rich what he was planning on talking about. Well, I'm going to kind of get out of the way and uh, just try to let the talent shine. Uh, musical guests like Tiffany Wilson and, and Encanto do their thing. But uh, in between there, I'm going to slip in some uh, information about uh, some local races people should be aware of, some local um, uh, ideas that are being floated around that people can fight for. Um, in particular, I want to remind everybody about the importance of the, the race in the 45th uh, legislative district, the Makadingra mm-hmm. race, and uh, try to get people uh, to carpool out there and knock on doors. That's coming up. And um, and just to kind of tell people how important that, that is. You know, there, is a, there is a way we can have single payer in Washington state right now, you know, if we want it and by, by, by 2020. And, um, and, and it, the first step to getting that, uh, passed, uh, is making sure that the Democrats take back the state Senate, um, which means 
electing Mark Dingra. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so it all comes full circle. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'll be so I'll just be kind of talking about how important the upcoming races are and uh, pointing people to resources that they could use in, uh, in case they want to get activated because it's fall now. It's like we're getting into the congressional election season, which is still a year away. The election is, but it's you know we need to start thinking about it and start organizing. And um, this seems like a good opportunity to do that. But the two special elections that are coming up that are very pivotal are, as you mentioned, Moncadengra's race and the uh, race with Michelle Rylands in the 31st, and that's in roughly in the Auburn area. And so those are both coming up in November. So there's uh, there's actually stuff that's happening in a more immediate sense, too. So it's good yeah. that people are getting organized and getting activated. And, you know, I think uh, drinking beer is going to be a good way to kind of lubricate the process. Um, <laughs> you've been a guest on this show many times. In fact, I'm... I am certain that you hold the record. Uh, you're, you're like the Alec Baldwin of the show. Um, uh, and you have, have throughout, you've been a solid advocate for the work of Indivisible. A- any thoughts generally on how Indivisible has grown and become a political force in the era of Trump? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you. It's great to be the Alec Baldwin of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor. It truly is. Um, yeah, I mean, Indivisible started out, I mean, we were all lost, we, you know, for the days following the election, it was just like, what do we do? And then this Google Doc came out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, written by some, like, kind of bitter congressional staffers, frankly, <laughs> who were just like, you know what, you know what happened to us was the Tea Party, and that slowed down our legislative agenda completely, and so here's how we slow down this legislative agenda, right? And yeah, since then, it's grown. There's now indivisible groups in every congressional district in the United States, um, and now they just, the reason why we're doing this benefit is that, you know, they need money to get resources in the places where they don't have enough resources so that we can do some real uh, activism, some real congressional advocacy, some real kind of on-the-ground grassroots act- activism uh, where they need it most, where there's not – I mean, you know, I'm from rural places in, in this country, you know, there's probably – there's not a lot going on in Belton, Missouri, I don't think, in terms of congressional advocacy. But probably not, in, yeah. In, right, exactly, in Cass County. But, you know, indivisible – knows that there is, you know, yeah. and, and indivisible can get resources there and, and, and have, um, and, and make their, their systems more, more robust so that we can, um, ITMFA, mm-hmm. uh, so that we can hold, uh, Republicans and, and Democrats accountable. And, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and br- I haven't used the bleep in a while, but I'll, I'll bring it back. Uh, the ITMFA stands for impeach the mother already so there you go uh, yeah so what do you hope that people come away with from this event uh besides a, a decent beer buzz i want um for those who um don't know like a single thing about politics i hope to raise their awareness for people who do know um a thing about politics i hope to um increase their uh, I, I want to at least raise awareness of stuff that they can actually do for people who are ready to do something. I want to point them to resources and, and get pamphlets in their hands and get their emails on pieces of paper so that they're ready uh, to go. So where I want to meet people wherever they're at and, um, and I want to have resources available to all of them. Well, you're a good man. Thank you for uh, doing the MC duties for this event. It's going to be great. And as always, thanks for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
And my final guest this week is Tiffany Wilson, who, along with her band, will be one of two headlining musical guests at the show. So we started our conversation talking about her album that was released in October of 2016 entitled Hashtag C-Sharp. Um, the title seems like a play on words, which is yes. to see things clearly, but you talk about another meaning, right? Yes. Well, um, C-sharp is also the resonating uh, tone of the earth. Um, it's the ohm, 400 and I want to say 32 megahertz. Um, but what it really does is it, it, it aids in self-healing and planetary healing. And as we were doing this project, we had no idea what we were going to call it because we started writing it around the time Trayvon Martin was murdered. Mm. Um, and then there was other things that just started happening. So we thought, well, let's really speak on it. We just wanted people to see through what we're dealing with in our planet with some clarity. Um, and the fact that sometimes the media feeds into it, it, it sometimes causes the dissension between humanity. And it had the double entendre, seeing clearly through this BS and mm. then um, doing what's needed to heal it and fix it. Your music seems to draw a lot from from the past. I'm a really I'm a huge fan of the old school and real music. I've worked with artists such as George Clinton and the emotions and I really enjoyed how Whoa. Hang on, back up. You work with George Clinton? Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. I love that. It was actually really awesome. I um I'm usually not really that starstruck. Yeah. But I couldn't like pick my mouth up when he walked. <laughs> that's so cool. It was really cool and then he actually came to Seattle and then was asking, can you find me a studio to work in where he can be George? So. (laughs) You have a background in gospel and gospel is all about hope and faith in the face of pain and fear and uncertainty and a lot of things that we're dealing with right now. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that in terms of how that relates to the music on hashtag C sharp? Um, one thing that I really, I, I genuinely believe that when we're given a platform to speak to uh, the masses or many people at one time, that you should provide something that, you know, that leaves them walking away feeling some kind of hope. Of course, we all like to have fun and, um, you know, as in hip hop, you know, pop bottles and drop it like it's hot. All that stuff is probably a part of, you know, life as well. Um, but I, I, I believe we're bombarded with that all the time yeah. through our, you know, our regular forms of mainstream media and things like that. But I just simply believe that when you have people listening, that you should say something um, that adds value. And so, that's why we chose not to just write love songs. Um, and we chose, you know, we chose to, um, write songs that I thought would get people thinking or, um, really looking inward or however it gets them going, but just to get everyone involved in, in the conversation of what's taking place in our world. Um, and so, there's a lot of feel-good music on the album, too, so I don't want to give people the idea that this is all just a straight-ahead uh, political album, um, although it's certainly informed by the days that we're living through. Uh, Apocalypse Party is the second track on the album, and that has a, it's a different kind of response. Uh, it's kind of, it's yeah. the end of the world, so we might as well have fun. I mean, is that is yep. that sort of the message there? Yeah. If, if, if the ship is going down in flames, 
I don't care because I can swim. I'm going to make the most of it. You know, I'm going to live every day like it's the last because one day it will be. And, you know, it said gather all your friends and family, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and just in those times when the world seems like it's coming to an end, I think that's what's most important is the connections and the relationships we have. And so to not miss an opportunity to um, celebrate those relationships. Because if this ship is going down. So the benefit that you are playing is for Indivisible, uh, which is dedicated to resisting the Trump and GOP agendas. And I'm wondering how you see the role of, and you talked about this a little bit, but if you could just talk a little bit more about how you see the role of music and art pushing back against what is going on in the country right now. Well, I I think um, I really took a, a, a note from Nina Simone and she states, you know, it's an artist's duty to make music that represents the times we are living in. You know, they thought actually at one point that she was making music that was, it kept her in a certain space and it was no longer relevant and it apparently ruined her career. But when you look back, her music is still relevant today. So there really was never a point when it wasn't relevant. It just um, was better that it not be spoken about. And um, as an artist and a songwriter, I, that's kind of the picture I like to paint. So you have a really good-sized band. Uh, how many people are, are in your touring band? <laughs> it's a pretty large band to be trying to take on tour and afford to go on the road with it. Um, but right now, we, we actually scaled down just two players we, we lost. Um, so I don't take a full horn section. I just take one horn and a four-piece rhythm section, and there's me and one other vocalist. So all and, together, there's seven. And that's who's going to be at the event at Optimism Brewery. Yes. All right. Well, we're really looking forward to seeing you there. And uh, I should mention that hashtag C Sharp is available on We Coast Records. You can also find it at uh, TiffanyWilsonMusic.com as well as at iTunes. Tiffany Wilson, I want to thank you so much on behalf of everybody at Indivisible for your participation in this See No Hate Indivisible event. And of course, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Stefan, thank you. I'm absolutely honored to be a part of the event. So I look forward to seeing you there. So, once again, the See No Hate event is from 5.30 to 7.30 on Sunday, October 8th at Optimism Brewery, and that is at 1158 Broadway in Seattle. You can find out more about the event and where to buy tickets on the SoundCloud page for this show or at indivisiblepodcast.org. And that will do it for this week's show. And hey, you guys, I should mention, I'm going on vacation. This is is actually the first vacation that I've taken since all this insanity started. And, well, you know, they say you need to take a mental health break every once in a while. Well, that's, yeah, that's what this is. So over the next couple weeks, I have pre-programmed a couple of shows that I think you will enjoy. One is an interview that I did a couple of months back with a Russian reporter who lives in Moscow. And the other is with a former Republican operative who, after a lifetime of the GOP has recently left the party and become a Democrat, and he talks all about why. I will be back on October 18th. In the meantime, do keep the emails coming while I'm gone. The email address is, as always, indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. Again, indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. The Washington State Indivisible Podcast is a production of Get Creative, Inc. Thank you again to my guests, Maggie Cuevas, Rich Smith, and Tiffany Wilson. And thanks, as always, to you for listening. We'll see you guys when I'm back. Bye.